With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
and everything. And then another camp um, is saying that he was hurt, he was injured. Um, I even saw a tweet today um, from from a doctor who he allegedly has spoken to that said he shouldn't have been on the field playing. Uh, he was that injured. I'm not here to make heads or tails out of that, whether he was hurt or not. Um, but before I give my opinion about it, I wanted to give you an opportunity to state yours, man. What's your opinion or your position on the latest Antonio Brown situation? I mean, I've, I've been seeing the reports coming through. Um, you know, listen, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not. All I know is he ripped his, his jersey and his undershirt, whatever, off, dancing or, or parading in the end zone, waving goodbye. And then the next day he's at a Brooklyn Nets game. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what do we, what do you want us to say? Like, what are we supposed to say? I listen. I said it to in in our in our little group meeting. Like, and 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 TP kind of bit back at me, but I like. First of all, I I hope he if he needs help, I hope he's getting it, and I hope he does get it because we don't know what's going on. Like, this is what I mean. There's so many stories coming out so many different versions of what's going on or what happened coming out. I just hope, you know, off the field, if something's wrong, that he is getting the help that he needs, because this has been going on for three years. Nobody questions Antonio Brown's talent. Like he's pound for pound, one of the best receivers we've ever seen in this game. But for him to come out and say he's not getting enough targets when he gets over 37% of the uh, the quarterback uh, uh, the quarterback share, like the, the, the attempts, is crazy to me. Like, what are we talking about? You're not getting a couple it's not like it's not like Odell Beckham when he was complaining about Baker Mayfield. You're getting 30% of the, the attempts, you know, the targets. Like, what are we talking about here? So then it's the ankle or leggage or whatever he said it was. Like, he 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 essentially quit on the team. Like, and and which is not uncommon, but he quit on himself. Like, he he took himself out of the game, which you never see him do. So it's like, I, I just hope we haven't seen the last one. But I don't know a team that's going to take a chance on him and bring him back. I don't see him playing again in this league. And I just hope, you know, whatever is going on with him, you know, he, he, he's getting, he's okay. That's all, that's all we can worry about right now. You know, man, it, it, it's funny you mentioned, um, hopefully he's okay. I, I was, I, I was sitting here and when, when, when the situation took place the way it did, obviously mm-hmm. we are very, very reactionary. We we see the antics. We see, you know, him taking his shirt off and his jersey off. We see the video circulating of Mike Evans kind of pleading and begging with him, um, having a conversation with him. Um, you know, as we currently sit here, we don't know the nature of that conversation, but we can assume that he's trying to calm him down, talk to him, or whatever case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see, you know, him throwing the pads, the shirt, running across the field in the end zone with no shirt on, doing jumping jacks and pirouettes or whatever the case may be. And part of me, you know, is really sitting here saying, yo, CTE or whatever case may, whatever case sure. may be, 
it's, it's, it's one hell of a, of, a, of a situation that he has to deal with. Um, however, I, 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 I'm kind of torn because for, for me, if it was about money, let's say all things being equal and all things being considered, let's say if, if, if it was about money, what mm-hmm. he did doesn't make financial sense. If no, not at all. Hurt, if he was indeed hurt and or injured, then what you would assume that the Buccaneers, training staff, coaches, and alike knew that, thus he wouldn't have been in uniform. So none of the narratives and none of the stories, the situations that um, are, are being brought up as the reason as to why this behavior took place doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I'm leaning more towards, listen, something else is going on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Tom Brady came out and said that he's all, he's wishing for him. Like Tom Brady went to bat for him twice. You know, right. this is the guy, you know, he went to New, he went to New England, stayed in the man's crib in New England um, until he got cut there. Then, you know, same situation happened in Tampa Bay. And um, I listened to Tom Brady and Mary Fitzgerald's um, podcast on XM Radio, and Tom Brady finally said, hey, he's a, he's a brother of mine. I wish him all the best. So who's to say, you know, later on down the road, let's say Tom Brady does play, you know, a couple more years, and he's on another team, highly doubtful, but let's say he's on another team. Let's say they, they, they don't try this again. Um, the, 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 the biggest thing that I, I am concerned about, um, you know, and if I could sit down with Antonio, I was asking why. It's not that he's leaving teams. It's not like it's not working out. The way he's leaving these teams and the way he's disrespecting, you know, ownership and fans and personnel as he leaves these teams is what my concern is. Like, you and I, and I'm sure all of us have had, you know, dust up or whatever the case may be uh, with our particular profession, with our particular job, a boss comes at us incorrectly, a coworker says something, they refuse to give us the, 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 the raise or whatever the case may be, but we don't, you know, disrobe, run out of the office with no shirt on um, and behave in that manner. And, you know, sure. I, I, just, I, I, just don't, I just don't understand, you know, how we go from, a week ago saying that the media is full of crap and they want drama and, you know, the very next time we see you on the field, this is what you're doing. Um, so, again, I'm not sure whether this connects is, but I, I really do hope that um, somebody in this corner is, is advising him, somebody in this corner is speaking to him, and he's able to get the help we need. Before we move on, we do got another caller in queue I wanted to get to real quick. Calling from uh, the 7007, man. What's up? What's your name? And welcome to the NFL Rapper Show. How are we doing this evening? Hi, guys. It's Anthony. I know it's been several weeks, but happy new year. Hope you all had a great holiday, and it's good to be with you again. How are you tonight? You know what? Anthony, hey, Anthony what's going, going on? on? What's Here's up? the deal, man. Here's the deal. Before we even get started, you know, I'm going to ask you this question about Antonio Brown, but I'm very curious to hear how you both, you two Giants fans, break down with them play Sunday. I'm very curious to hear that. I got my popcorn ready. I got my wait, 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 wait. We'll get, we'll get to that. Let, let's, let's finish up with Antonio Brown first, because I get your popcorn ready. 
I'm, I'm excited to hear. He's so excited. Not get twisted. I really am. But Anthony, but Anthony, I know you. I, I know you've seen it. I have been under a rock. You've heard me and Barry talk about it here for the last couple minutes, man. What's your position? How do you feel about the Antonio Brown situation? Uh, based off of the news and everything that's been coming out uh, as of Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I came in, and, and the first thing I heard you say was, I hope somebody's advising him on helping him get the help he needs. I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, he is – I look at him and, and think to myself, this is one troubled individual, right? I mean, he's – you know, he needs help. I mean, there's there's no two ways around it. Um, I, I did – you know, I, this might sound a little controversial, but – some people that I heard from on ESPN were saying he's got some mental health problems. That may be true. Mm-hmm. I just always cringe when I hear that people just find it so easy to blame mental health issues on this. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually a slap in the face to people out there who actually do have legitimate mental health issues. And I think we should be careful not to always run to that excuse, that reasoning, when somebody's acting out of line. Because I think his behavior, while I do think maybe he does have some mental health issues, his behavior is completely immature and irresponsible. And I think people, with, even if they do have mental health issues, still can conduct themselves in a mature, responsible way. And he's conducted himself anything but. So I think that's just something that we need to be careful not to run to every time somebody is acting out. And then he may, very well might be having some issues, unresolved issues from at some point in his life. I don't know what they might be. Only he can know that and the person he talks to about that. But there's no excuse. There's just no excuse for doing what he did, if, if not to the fans, to his teammates. There's yeah. nothing justifying that kind of behavior because you look at some of the faces of some of his teammates when he was doing that, and they were just – astonished that this yeah. guy yeah, yeah, could be yeah. disrobing on the field, pumping up the fans, raising his arms to get attention. If I were a teammate sitting on that bench watching him do that in the middle of a game, I would just be so – I mean, there's no words for it. And for people like Tom Brady to come out and defend that afterwards, I'm sorry, there's just no defense of that, no matter how deep his issues might run. But I agree, he needs help. <laughs> you know, and, and I'll double down on that, Anthony, and serious. Like, it's not normal. Okay, we've never seen – like, we've seen T.O. act out. We've seen, you know, Randy Moss. We've seen players act out, but we've never seen – I listen, I, I remember visit, vividly in high school, right, me and T.P. played together, right? And T.P., if you're listening, he knows this story. He knows where I'm going. Freshman year – um our quarterback threw an interception or yeah, it was like an interception or something. And the guy's running down the sideline. I'm bearing down and I'm trying to get the, the tackle. TP comes flying out of nowhere, decks this kid and the kid threw his Jersey off and quit on the spot. That's the huh. last time I've, this is, we're talking about high school 20 years ago. I've never seen anything like that until I told yes, the other day until Sunday. Okay. It's not normal. It doesn't happen very often. So, and I agree with you, Anthony. Like, we got to be careful because there's a lot of people that are going through things in mental health and, and CT, CT and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I want to be clear. He does need help. 
but I want to be clear that I don't know if it's a mental thing because he, serious, you've seen him in Pittsburgh. He's gotten away with yeah. all kinds of antics because of his, his his stellar play and how talented he is. He's been enabled mm-hmm. to do stuff like this because he's so yep. talented and he gets second chances from from Tom Brady. Okay, the only reason yeah. he got a ch- a first and second chance is because of Tom Brady. There's no GM alive that would assign him to that. Only only because of Tom Brady, and he still it shows you how the much Brady. power Brady has. Exactly. It really shows you how much power he has that he could basically pick his team. That he's more powerful and he than the GM. Still and burned it. <laughs> he still burned yeah. it. He still burned it to the ground. Like, and then just, defended just, him. Just, and then he still defended yeah. him afterwards. <laughs> and, and that just shows you the character of Tom Brady, too. But, I mean, mm-hmm. serious, you know, like, he's been enabled. He's been, he's been allowed yeah. to get away with this stuff. And this is just – he just doubled down. He kept going. Like, you know, listen – we all know about the charges he had in Oakland with his his girlfriend or whatever with with the with the it he's had domestic issues. Stuff, yeah, yeah, domestic, you know, you know, assault, all that stuff. I'm not trying to make a correlation, but he's gotten chance after chance. But like like everybody said, he's never quit on a team. He's never. Not mm. shown up to play. No, 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 he, no, 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 no. Well, no, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, I mean can't not, say that. We no, 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 no. Like, like, I mean, when he's on the when he's on the field, he plays and he plays hard. Like in that sense, he's never quit yeah, until yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Like he quit. Like not. He, he like like you're you're right, Sears. I know where you're going. Like he's definitely you know left teams and all that kind of stuff. But when he's on the field. He's there to play, and nobody plays as hard as he did. That was the first we, time and probably the last time he's quit on himself. Do we even know for sure what he was so mad about? Like, what so, happened? Was, I, I saw something somewhere someone, where he got cut. Did he get cut right okay, in the middle so of the game? He didn't get cut yet. He hasn't so gotten he, cut he, yet. Now he's, okay. he's, he's still on the roster. So according to what we're hearing, again, this is why I led with, the, the two different the two different sides. According to what I'm hearing, um, from one mm-hmm. side he was upset that he wasn't getting enough touches, he wasn't getting targets. You know, he's roughly um, six catches away from unlocking an ascendant bonus, eight, a touchdown eight, away from, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, another a touchdown from unlocking another incentive and. So, yeah. Essentially, so, so he, serious. He has... serious. Just to put put just to put context to that, he cost himself a million dollars. Eight catches away from th- a quarter of a million, fifty-five yards from another quarter of a million. And I think another it's touchdown million, away from the third quarter million. The one million dollars. Right. So it's not about money. It can't be about money. Well, it, so it, so that, that, that's what I was saying. So that that's one side. Then the other side is that his ankle that he that he hurt or whatever case right. may be. He, he he wasn't he wasn't in, he was injured and he couldn't go back in there and play and he had an altercation with Bruce Aarons and Bruce Aarons told him to get in there and he said I couldn't go I couldn't get in there so Bruce Aarons told him allegedly I didn't get get off my field you know what I'm saying and so that's when mm-hmm. you know man to man if you disrespect me I'm gonna disrespect you so you tell me to get off the field f you I'm gonna do it like this so that, that, that's mm-hmm. the other camp and then the third camp that I heard, and, you know, this is from a particular, I don't want to say party because you guys know where I'm going with this, but that 
Aaron Rodgers, you know, you know, got in trouble for faking a vaccine, uh, saying that he was immunized, didn't get suspended. Mm-hmm. AB comes up with a fake vaccination card and suspended three games. So, right. you know, I've heard three different sides of this this, this, this coin. My, my opinion is that the truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't believe mm-hmm. that it has anything to do with him being suspended three games, whatever the case may be, because that goes back to his incentive. And he had essentially six quarters to, to, to unlock, you know, a million dollar plus. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's more along the lines of this, the second, the second window where he wasn't filling up the par. He would, he may or may not have been hurt. He may or may not have been hurt, and Aaron told him to go in the game. He had, he said no. He had some choice work for Aaron, and I think that combo by the simple fact that they were losing the game at the time to a New York Jets team that they should have beaten. I think the emotions got out of hand and they both kind of blew up. Because here's the deal. Antonio Brown right now is still an active member, an active roster member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he hasn't been released. He hasn't been cut yet. Now, contrary mm-hmm. to what Bruce Aaron said, Bruce Aaron's like, yo, he's no longer a Tampa Bay Buck. I'm looking at the roster right now, and he's still on the active roster. Why? <laughs> because they don't because they don't wanna they, they don't wanna cut him they're trying to they're trying to figure out the right way to do it. Like if they can he, they would have released them yesterday, but it's like a roster thing or a, they're trying they're going yeah, to yeah. the league to figure out how best to do it because if they just cut him, you know, he might be, you know, owed money or something like that or you know, he might have a grievance, you know, they're trying to figure out the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I, 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 I think, honestly, this, this situation, I, I don't think we've seen the last of it. You know, he, he, he showed up in Brooklyn. He dropped a single, you know, um, I think it was called uh, Pitting at the Palace or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. he, 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 he's going to do A-B stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I wanted to leave with that this, this afternoon, this evening. The call-in number Nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Got the next uh, thirty-eight minutes or so, forty minutes with your boys here in Sports City. Um, the next story I wanted to get to before we started talking about the game. Um, ironically, well, there's two stories that I wanted to get to. Uh, Baker Mayfield is shutting down finally, um, saying that he's preparing himself for surgery. He is not going to play the season finale uh, this upcoming mm-hmm. week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, what does Cleveland do with Baker Mayfield? Now, before I even before I even throw it around to you guys, keep in mind I am a still a fan. So I am all on sign Baker Mayfield long term, please and thank you. Um, because he literally <laughs> gives my team best shot at winning ball games. However, um if you're a Cleveland Brown fan or 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 you know, Baker Mayfield fan or whatever this may be what happens next? I mean, this guy had the the, the, the world at, a, at his fingertips um, a season ago, going into the playoffs, beating Pittsburgh twice in successive weeks. Um, this season hasn't panned out. And the more and more I looked at his body of work, uh, the more credence and the more validity I give uh, Oda Beckham Sr. for being kind of pissed off 
at Baker Mayfield. I, again, I watched the game in, in its entirety yesterday um, with, with tears in my eyes, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I've, I've watched Baker Mayfield all season, and there, there are significant throws that he just routinely misses. Um, but mm-hmm. is Baker Mayfield the answer in Cleveland, or do you think they don't offer him a contract extension and they look right. elsewhere um, next year? Um, Dylan, I go to you first. I think it's easy to, to just move on from him, right? Like to just say, you know, we can do better and, you know, call it a day. But I'm looking at him like he's been hurt since week two, right? Um, week one, you know, he damn near beat the Chiefs who are, you know, playing some really good football right now. So I would I, I, I would begrudgingly bring him back. I think you bring him back because it's cheap. Um, there's no good option in the draft unless you can unlock Deshaun Watson, um, Russell Wilson, maybe even Aaron Rodgers. I think the worst you can do is bet on a healthy Baker for one year and then take your chances the next year. Um, I But I'm looking at there's nothing wrong with this roster. I think the GM did a great job bringing guys in. This defense has talent, Denzel Ward, Miles um, Garrett, et cetera. There's some talent on this team. I'm looking at the head coach, and I'm like, you didn't maximize the talent. You didn't do anything to get the most out of this talent. So he needs to soul search and figure out, okay, what do I need to do to get this Brown team going? Now, I'm not absolving Baker because he's made some poor decisions, poor reads, et cetera. But I'm also looking at him like a guy with a – he's been in and out of the lineup, messed up so, shoulder, and, you know, really gutting it out, trying to get his team into the playoffs. So I'm, I'm looking at it from that standpoint. I think you kind of give him a little bit of a pass because of the injury, but I, I think he's on a short leash. All right. Uh, Anthony, I'll go to you. Same question. What do you do with – with um, Baker Mayfield, if, if you're the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I mostly agree with with Villain here. I mean, I believe I heard on the telecast last night he's got one. He's kind of in a Daniel Jones situation where he's got one more year, but they don't have to necessarily offer him anything beyond that. And right. you know, if if that's true, then you know, I would say give him one more year, let him ride out the rest of this contract. But I'd be very scared about any sort of extension right now. And I know he's been injured. I get it. Um, but I just – I look at him and, I mean, it seems like he's injured every year. I mean, it's kind of like Daniel Jones in a way. He's injured every year. You can't – you don't know when you can really depend on him. How long can we keep using the injuries as a crutch? Um, Barry, you talked about the, the reads he misses, the throws he misses, the, 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 the bad decision-making. Um, I think we talked about it on, on one of these shows a few weeks back about – you know, just missing OB, when he had OBJ, he would just miss him. OBJ would be wide open in the middle of the field, and Baker just wouldn't see him or would throw somewhere else or throw underneath with, with, with OBJ right there. So that kind of like what you were saying uh, in the beginning, you know, understanding what his father was talking about, he does have a point. Now, I'm not for his father coming out and fighting his battles for him in the media, but he was right with what he said. Mm-hmm. Baker has missed a lot of throws. And as the quarterback of the team, you know, I get it. Kevin Stefanski probably hasn't maximized the talent there, but neither has Baker. 
you know, Baker, you know, is the quarterback. He's the de facto leader of the team. He plays the most important position on the field. And I don't see him as a guy who can elevate his, his team around him, who can lead them, who can carry them to the next level consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen it in flashes, um, but flashes aren't good enough, kind of like Daniel Jones, right? We've seen that in flashes too. But if you're going to call yourself a franchise quarterback, somebody that you're – franchise is going to financially build themselves around and build themselves around on the field. You know, you have to ask yourself, is Baker, does he meet those qualifications? Is he the kind of guy who makes the guys around him better? Can you build around somebody like that? And I think the answer is no. I think we have enough of a sample size now to see that, that he's not going to, that, that he's reached his ceiling, healthy or not. I don't see much more potential out of him. Um, so I, I would stay away from a long-term deal. Give him the rest of, of you know, give him next year to, to prove himself. Maybe we're having a different conversation 12 months from now, but uh, I don't expect it. I don't see it. I think we're going to be sitting here at that time thinking along the same lines as we do now and doesn't make it worthy of a long-term deal. You know, it, it, it's funny you mentioned, you know, kind of letting it ride out, you know, because, Everything that I'm seeing from Cleveland, um, I don't foresee them giving a long-term deal this offseason. I mean, this is a guy who, unfortunately, is a sub-500 quarterback. Um, 60 games, he's uh, 29 and 30. Um, QBR of under, what's that, under, under 92 um, so this is a guy who's routinely struggled um, and, and hasn't gotten it done, um, and, you know, he's going into his fifth year. Um, right. So for me, um, again, I don't think I, – I, I don't see a long-term deal coming, um, but I will also say this. Um, if you look at Baker Mayfield this, this particular year, I mean, they started out hot and they kind of fizzled off once, you know, injuries and COVID and things of that nature kind of kind of took a hold of them. Um, I, I, I can't say that he doesn't have talent because when he did have talent, they really didn't maximize that talent. I mean, you have, you know, Jarvis Landry, who's arguably one of the best slot receivers in the game. You have the best offensive line in the game, was one of the best running backs in the game, um, and mm-hmm. you don't feature that runner um, again, you have Odell out there. You got tight ends, Austin Hooper, who you know was doing exploits um, in Atlanta. You have David and Joku, who a guy who you drafted um, defensively. You go out and you pick up the Javion Clowney. You you draft a Denzel Ward. Um, so you have you have pieces. Um, I, I, as much as I want to put this on Baker Mayfield. I can't. I have to put this on Chuck Stavansky because at the end of the day, you know, when the, the, the walls were caving in around you, you didn't do what you needed to do to, 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 to steady the ship. You know what I'm saying? You put the ball in the hands of your injured quarterback who was, who was struggling. You know, when you have a, a Kareem Hunt back there, um, and so he got hurt. When you have a Nick Chubb back there, you have arguably one of the best offensive lines in football. Deontay Johnson came in 
and, and and did work. You know what I'm saying? So why not rely on your running game and, and, and kind of turn Baker Mayfield into what essentially he is, which is a game manager. You know, he's not the the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type of type of quarterback. You know, he's not the Joe Burrow type of dude where he can go out there and sing the ball around 40 times and throw up 400-plus yards and win you a ball game consistently. He's a game That's manager. a good point. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He's going to scramble around. And- he's going to scramble around dink and dunk or whatever. So, Kestavansky, in my opinion, you know, did this team a terrible disservice, especially when you understand and realize that my, my, my starting quarterback is clearly playing injured. He. He he yep. he has the brace on. He has the knee. He has the knee brace on. He's he's limping around. He's he's trying to gut it out and be there for his team. But you have to help the helpless. And right now the team was helpless, and you and you didn't help them. That game yesterday, in my opinion, again, I'm oh, a yeah. fan. I love the fact that we I love the fact that we dominated and won the way we did. But you had <laughs> Nick Chubb on the bench for periods of time. Why? Like, you had your yeah. rookie offensive tackle matched up one-on-one with arguably the, one of the greatest pass rushers in today's game. Like, it, it, it's no wonder that T.J. Watt had four sacks. It's no wonder the defense had nine sacks combined last night. You didn't help them. You had and serious, I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 the Steelers have the worst run defense. Right. Yeah, the Steelers have the worst run defense in the league. And every time you looked up, they were throwing the ball. It's almost like Stefanski, to your point earlier, Sirius, he's not putting his quarterback in a position to succeed. And not only that, but last night he was actually, I felt, forcing the issue, forcing Baker to, to show off something that he couldn't show off, either because of health or because of the circumstances of the game. It's like you've got to know what the other team has given you. You've got to run the ball. You've got Nick Chubb against the worst run defense in the NFL. Don't sit there and try to make Baker out to be the hero when you've got an alternate game plan that's going to work really, really well. And they didn't even utilize it last night. That's a terrible job. Exactly. Exactly. With that being said, call the number is 929-477-2759. you got the next 25 minutes or so with your boys here in Sports City, man. I, I definitely appreciate these two gentlemen for popping in and those who are listening, um, you know, on the different social media platforms that, that we stream to. Gentlemen, the time has come, and the playoffs are, are, are upon us. Um, everything pretty much is solidified, but a couple playoff spots in the NFC. The AFC is kind of a crapshoot. There's still stuff to play for. We know the division winners, but we know three of the division winners, uh, the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots, are going to have to battle that out to see who who gets the number four division, but both teams have clinched playoff spots. Um, the Colts and Chargers um, are somewhat, you know, a, a kind of a win in your end situation. Um, teams that are on the bubble, um, again, the Chargers play the Raiders, the Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens, um, and that's the, pretty much the mix of the teams that are on the bubble in the NFC are essentially the New Orleans Saints. Um, as well as the 49ers. So, for the most part, everything is kind of locked up and, and put together, but I want to give you gentlemen ample time to, to, to speak on the season that was uh, for your New York football giants. 
Um, I, I, I understand you guys came in with the um, um, expectations. Um, however, due to injuries and things of that nature, um, it hasn't panned out. But what I saw on the field Sunday took me to a whole new different type of low. Um, I have a bunch of friends of mine who are Giants fans. Obviously, I, I speak to you guys on a regular basis. I, I thoroughly enjoy I get giddy when I get the opportunity to rib it and, and take it to the homie villain over there. Um, I even named my kid, you know, Bo Mama, just, just because of that game that the Orlando Magic gave the Knicks. But, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Um, talk to me about what took place in the stadium on, on Sunday with the New York Football Giants. I'll leave this okay. to Barry first because – he texted me before the show saying, I'm going to go off tonight. So, Barry, <laughs> without further ado. <laughs> Talk to yeah. me, villain. Talk I, to I, me. I told, I told you, I told you, get your popcorn ready, right? So, <laughs> um, I posted my article about the Giants game, and I barely talked about the Giants game because there was nothing to talk about. It's kind of like that, that, um, that, that old uh, – that old Family Guy cartoon. The the Met season's about to end. The season's over. Like it didn't even t- we wasted no time <laughs> to, 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 to the first play of the game. The first play of the game. It, it's a fumble, and I, and I watched the play over and over. And it's like, okay, yeah, we 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 went empty. It's like, you know, trying to block with five guys. They rush an extra guy. Okay, but then you're not changing the protection. You're not audibling to a quick hot route. No, you know, it's just garbage. And, 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 and Sirius is texting me, oh, that didn't take long. Like, nope, not at all. <laughs> like, you know, like, listen, listen, there was nothing to talk. The Giants made the Bears look like the 86 Bears. That's a, the, Giants, the Giants in their last seven games have scored 49 points in the last seven games. The, the the Seattle Seahawks scored 51. The the New England Patriots scored 50 in, in week 17. I'll pause. The Giants are <laughs> pathetic. They stink. They are awful. And I, then I got to listen to this schmuck, Joe Judge, after the game, saying this ain't no clown organization. That, you know, we're doing – you know, I got guys calling me, telling me they want to come back. Who? Who? Who calling? Like, what free agent? Wayne Gallman? That's the free agent that left? There was no notable free agent that left this team. That even it, Just left this team. Not alone that would want to come back here. And then you got guys. What, what player during the week is coming into your office telling you, I can't wait to come back to this shit next year? I would love to get their name. Because then that guy needs to be let go. Because if you want to come back to this crap, you must be out of your mind. I felt like Joe Judge, that 11, 12, 13, whatever you want to call it, minute rant, was like like Denzel Washington in in, in, in training day. Yo, you, you, you think y'all can do this to me? Y'all think y'all can do this to me? I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. Like, like, like he's trying to convince me. King Kong ain't got shit on me. That's what he was trying to tell you, trying to convince everybody that even though Jake got the money, Jake got the bag, Jake's going to take his badge, that he's still in charge. He's still that dude. Are you kidding me? This is a clown organization that 
it's only going to get ready because we're still going to be on the merry-go-round. It's going to keep going round and round because we're going to get rid of Gettleman. We're going to keep Joe Judge. We're going to keep Daniel Jones. We're going to half-ass the rebuild and sign up for another 10 years of misery. This has gone beyond when I was I was barely a, a baby the last time the Giants were in this in that for this long in the 70s into the 80s until Bill Parcells and Lawrence Taylor came here. We haven't had that stretch of ineptitude in a while. We had a couple lean years in the 90s. We still went back to the playoffs with Jason Seahorn, with uh, Jesse Armstead and Michael Strahan. Then we got Eli went back to the Super Bowl. We It's been 10 years, 10 years, one winning season. It's a joke. Don't try and convince us this ain't no clown. This is a clown show. You're the ringleader. You got the big red nose the, the, with the paint. You got – dude, dude. <laughs> You ain't you ain't Denzel Washington, man. You you ain't Lonzo, <laughs> my man. You about to you should be fired with everybody else. I'm done. <laughs> Anthony, man, floor is yours, my uh, guy. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how you top that. I mean, my man imported no, every Denzel Washington <laughs> reference. I mean, God, no. We're going to talk about the Giants, man. What happened? What's going on? Well, that's you know, where, where do you begin, right? It's the 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 first thing I thought of when I heard that is, wow, what a liar! And and that's the thing that bothers me the most is that he could stand up there and insult every single one of our intelligences and and lie flat out lie and just make stuff up. I mean, this guy's the Donald Trump of NFL head coaches. Like, stop it. It's exactly. it's incredible. The guy is, lives in an alternate reality. I was saying this to, to Barry earlier in the week. It's like this guy, I really think he is he, – he feels like if he says something enough times, he can convince himself and the people listening, whoever's left listening to him, that it's the truth. And it really, I've never – it's never been so blood-curdling to me to listen to somebody talk. As, as it is to listen to him. I've never heard somebody talk for so long and say absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> and, you know, I also do think, too, it's not that these players aren't trying. It's not that they don't care. I, I truly yeah. believe they really care. And I truly mm-hmm. believe they are so frustrated and upset over the way this season turned out. So I don't think it's a care issue or a lack of effort. I, I think it's they simply just don't know how to win, how mm-hmm. to execute, especially offensively. And that comes straight down to coaching. What are you guys doing all week to prepare for these games, to put yourself in situations to succeed? Why does it feel like every time you take the field as an offense, you don't know how to play football? And what is Joe Judge? Let's assume for a second that what he's saying is true and that he is fielding these calls. First of all, there's questions over whether that's even legal. There could be tampering implications here in doing it. So that's, and wouldn't it be so My fitting if the Giants lose draft picks over that? Wouldn't it be so fitting if they investigated it, turned out to be true, turned out to be illegal, and we lose our top draft picks? That would be so yeah. giant. <laughs> So giant. But let's assume for 
for a second it is true, but it's not illegal. Why is he spending his time doing this? Why is it worth his time fielding these calls, even if they are true, even if his phone is ringing? Why is he picking it up? Why is he talking to former players? Why isn't he putting every ounce of focus and energy of his day into helping this team execute on Sundays? When they can't score more than 10 points in a game, and he's sitting here fielding these calls, even if it is true, which it's not, I don't believe it is, is that the proper use of your time as a head coach? How does that not set off major alarm bells if you're ownership, asking yourself, why is this guy spending time talking to guys that we let go, guys who went elsewhere, even if it is true? So (laughs) he's a liar, and at worst, he's tampering and not spending his time correctly, which is worse. I don't know. <laughs> Both, I think, I mean, are fireable. <laughs> Anthony, Both he's, are fireable. he's Gollum right now. He's Gollum from Lord of the Rings. He's talking to his, yes, Precious. I got people calling me Precious. Like, like who, the, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Like, this, this, yeah, listen, listen, it's one thing if you're Bill Belichick and you're talking that junk. You, he got eight rings. You ain't got nothing in this world, nothing to hold you. And you're trying to act like you're the smartest in the room, and we're the idiots for asking you these questions. Oh, every serious, serious. We are, we I are bought my that. tickets. I bought my yep. ticket. I'm taking my son to the game, and it's going to be the worst game in the season. It's going to be cold, but I bought my ticket just to boo this thing because I can't stand. That's I just right. That's can't right. wait to get out of the pool. Joe Judge has made me dislike him so much yeah. because of the shit he was talking about. Washington football team. I really mean this. I have never felt this way as a Giants fan. I have never wanted them so badly to get blown out as I do on Sunday. Never has anyone made me want the Giants to get blown out so badly as I want them to get blown out this Sunday. Because I want the Washington football team to stuff his freaking words right back in his face and show him that, no, we're not the problem. You guys are are the dysfunctional football team, not us. You're the clown show. Not us. And that's what I want them wow. to show Joe Judge on. <laughs> and, and, la- and last thing, seriously, and then I'm done. At last thing, and Anthony is so right. It's not that they're not playing hard because they are playing hard. They just can't play. They stink, and the coaching are, is not putting them in the position to win. They're playing hard. They're not quitting. You know what I mean? Like, so, but when he says it, it sounds like he's like, talking down to us like nobody's got golf clubs in front of their locker or whatever. you know like all right man dude this ain't water boy man like you know what i mean this ain't this ain't the, la- the longest yard all right this, like this is like a freaking movie like it's like i'm i'm gone i'm gone and i want to say this too i think this is worth mentioning joe judge has surrounded himself he's doing the same thing john mara has done surrounded himself yep. with his friends and his family Look at the look at the look at Joe Judge's staff. These are all guys Joe Judge had prior relationships with at other jobs. Freddie Kitchens, look it up, is literally just like a personal friend of his. They would mm-hmm. hang out together and help each other build their children's playground sets in their backyard. True story. Look it up. It's a true story. This guy just surrounds himself with his guys, mm-hmm. his friends, his family. The running backs coach from Alabama, no NFL experience. Never coached any position group in the NFL one day in his life. Um, right. Okay, Thomas McGay, he's the special teams coach. He's been there forever. He didn't touch him. 
Jason Garrett was forced upon him by John Mara. Freddie Kitchens, friend of Joe Judge. You know, so Patrick Graham, friend of Joe Judge. Although you could say Patrick Graham is the only coach who knows what he's doing. That's the only so, coach I would bring back. <laughs> but nepotism, nepotism, nepotism galore. And Joe Judge and his staff has epitomized that just as much as Mara's front office has. The same problem right. happening in the front office is happening inside those coaches' rooms as well. Even are, are these the most qualified coaches he could be surrounding himself with, or are these just his guys? That would be another fireable offense in my view, and that's not being talked about enough, in my opinion. Serious, I hope no. you're gentlemen. I hope you're happy. You know what? See, I, 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 I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I live for, you know, very volunteers and, you know, my cup runs over. I am, I am forever thankful for Joe Judge and the New York Giants for being as future as they were this season. Just so I can hear the homies, you know, lament it. It, it was beautiful. That, that was beautiful. Call the number 929-477-2759. Uh, you got the next 10 minutes with your boys here at the show. Uh, what, two more things I wanted to get to. Um, speaking of Sunday's game, this is, that's the last time um, the Washington football team will have that name as Washington football team as a new name, logo, and all that stuff will be revealed mm-hmm. on the 2nd of February. Um, team president Jason Wright came out and said that um, it won't be Red Wolves, it won't be Wolves due to um, constraints and things of that nature. So, obviously, I live here in the metro. There's speculation all over the place. But just kind of looking at your crystal ball, if you can be the GM or whatever, because you're picking that new name, what would your new name for the Washington football team be? Brother and I come to you first. Number one, Red Wolves. Number two, Red Tails. Number three, Presidents. And number distant, distant last place is football team. If they if they stick with football team, everybody needs to get fired. Oh uh, yeah, that that's yeah, that's awful. It's awful. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Anthony, you man, well, if, if if you can pick a team name, what, what would your team name be for the Washington football team? Yeah, villain. You said presidents. I really like that one. There was an old mm-hmm. baseball team, the Washington Senators. I yeah. like that name. I, I like references to. You know, politicians, even though we hate politicians. <laughs> but I like it in a, in a team name. Um, I like the Washington Warriors because I like the, yeah, the, the double W there. I, I like the, you know, the, the, the city name sounding like the team name. I like that. It flows nicely. Washington Warriors or something, you know, yeah, something like that. Um, I, I do like that idea. Favorite. So I watched the hype video that they, they released, um, and there were glimpses of what the uniform could potentially look like. It looked somewhat patriotic. It looked somewhat presidential. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to, again, based off of where we're at uh, in, the, in the metro D.C. area, I think they're going to go um, some uh, somewhat political with it or somewhat presidential with it. We got you know, we got the Nationals, we got the Capitals. Uh, I think they're going to kind of go that direction with it. Um, I'm thinking the Generals, maybe, um, yep. Yep. or something along, those, something along those lines. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where I think it's going to go. 
Um, and, you, you know, before we get out of here, you knew I was going to get, let the show go by without talking about seven. Um, you sure. know, this this guy, man, here um, played his final game in Hinesville yesterday, and, and the way he kind of went out, you know, it, it, it was it was damn near, you know, picturesque. You know, I, I don't think a better script could have been written. I don't think a better opponent uh, could have been handpicked. You know, he's an Ohio boy. Um, he doesn't lose to, to, you know, Cleveland very, very often. And for um, him to get his final win at Hinesville, uh, beating the team that he wanted to play for in the Cleveland Browns, um, the way he did, you know, getting that final kneel down. And, you know, some some players do not get to go out on their own terms. You know, unfortunately, this is a very contact-driven. Um, and whether they get carried out or forced to retire due to health reasons or legality or whatever the case may be, uh, for, for, for the city of Pittsburgh and for Heinz Field um, and, and our fans to kind of send Big Ben off into – his next chapter in life in that manner um, at home. Uh, we're still in the playoff picture, but I think that that, that was his final home game. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I sat here on my on, 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 on my couch, and I, I was very, very emotional, especially with the pregame stuff and everything kind of, you know, I, I had my T.O. moment. You know, that, that, that's my quarterback, man. That, 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 that's my quarterback. I, and you, so I kind of wanted to, you know, close the show with that, you know, kind of give you guys an opportunity to, you know, speak your piece about Big Ben, um, what he meant to the game, uh, maybe a fond memory of, you know, what he did to the Giants, you know, because he, 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 he beat the Giants every time he played them. Um, but I wanted to kind of give you guys the opportunity to kind of take the case on that. Um, Anthony, I'll go, I'll go to you first, man. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Ben Roethlisberger, he's right up there with one of the greatest Steelers in the game. I mean, he you, you talk about Terry Bradshaw, you talk about Lynn Swan, you talk about Franco Harris and Jerome Bettis, and you talk about Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's got two rings. Um Steelers Eli Manning. He really is. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um, <laughs> A-O, 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 A-O. <laughs> no, but, but, I mean, he, he's one of the greatest. And I can't believe, and I know he's not performing at the level he once did, but he's still not bad. You know, he's still pretty good. I mean, I know he's got his moments. He has his bad games. But, you know, I'd take him. I'd still take him with, you know, obviously you could tell he's nearing the end, but for nearing the end, I mean, considering how long he's been in the league, he drafted in 2004, I mean, 18 mm-hmm. years in the league. And, you know, the drop off with him has not, in my opinion, been as dramatic as it has been with other players in their 17th season, if they can even make it that far, you know? So um, he's a special kind of player. And uh, I, I, I don't know if we'll ever see, a quarterback like him again. I mean, I was always impressed how big he is, but how nimble he is, how he can easily just slide away from pressure, um, how he could throw off balance, throw on the run. And the guy's just a winner. I mean, he's clutch. Nothing phases him. Nothing scares him. He commands the respect of the team. He's like the pseudo head coach. You know, he's Tomlin's right-hand man. 
Um, you know, and it's just a fitting tribute that he was able to go out the way he wanted to go out. And they probably won't make the playoffs. It would have been fun to see them make a playoff run and see what he could do there. But, um, man, it, it really is the end of an era. You know, 2004 seems like so long ago. You think about that draft class, you know, Rivers and Manning and him, and just incredible. And he's kind of the last of a, in my view, kind of a dying quarterback breed. They don't make him like that anymore. So it really is a new era of football without him. And uh, I'm going to miss watching him. Just a Hall of Famer and one of the best Steelers ever. And that's saying something when you're talking about the Steelers, their storied history. So just phenomenal. Very, very true. Very, very true. Zillman, uh, I'll come to you, man. I mean, I I know you're an Eli guy. You know, I, I will give, you know, the younger man in his due. But. Not about him today. Not about him today. And how do you feel about Big Ben and man? And tell me your fondest memory of Big Ben. And um, if you want to go in and give us a plug and a closeout, we've got a couple minutes up before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Eli Manning. He was a great cor- – uh, oh, we're talking about Ben. Um, <laughs> yo, yo. I got the mute button. No, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, um, he's the first ballot. He's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I think his career started pretty slowly. Um, you know, he, he rode that defense in the run game to a Super Bowl win. Um, you know, I didn't really like him personally um, after the allegations that came out. Um, I think he's changed. He turned his life around, uh, became a leader down in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think he's the greatest stealer. Um, I don't even think he's the greatest stealer quarterback. Um, but he's right there, right? He 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 is a he is a great stealer. Um, he's not the greatest, but he's a great stealer, right? Um, I think my my I don't have fond memories of him because I really don't care. <laughs> I'm not being, being funny, but I mean it's different because I'm not a Steeler fan. Steeler fans have all kinds of memories of me. I, I remember him scrambling, hard to bring down games against uh, you know. Tom Brady in, 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 in Heinz Field, et cetera. I think, you know, just that throw in the Super Bowl to Santonio Holmes, um, Santonio gets a lot of the credit for that because it was an unbelievable Super Bowl catch. But the throw was pretty damn good, too. And that was that was probably one of my favorite Super Bowls um, at my buddy's house, going back and forth in a suicide pool, winning, losing, winning, losing. You know, it was just back and forth. It was a great game. Um, so I, I, I look at that and I say, you know, that, that's who he was, you know, he was a competitor. Uh, he's a winner and never had a losing season. Um, you know, he's going to be tied to Mike Tomlin. Uh, be interesting to see how Tomlin, Tomlin does without him. But, um, yeah, he's a great stealer. He really is. He's a first ballot in, in my opinion. Um, I thought that might've been a question mark, but I don't think there's any question about it. So close out, um, great show as always. Uh, super villain always in the house. Um, like I said, can't wait to go to the Giants game just to boo him, and then I'll probably leave. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get Anthony to go with me. He don't want to go. Um, you know, mis- misery loves company. But um, so, um, listen, it, it, it's always great. Get to the website. Got articles up there. Everybody's loving the, my Giants rant on my article. I was thinking about doing a finger food, but I, I – I, all my bullets were used today with Sirius. Um, I had to save it for him. So, um, you know, we'll be back tomorrow. 
on the uh, Callers Cookout, having some fun with TP and myself. We, like I said, we got big things popping. We're going to be doing a um, a live show um, from Bobby Valentine's probably either this month or next month, so stay tuned for that. Like I said, the chefs, you got a lot cooking, man. We, you're going to have fun this year. So uh, thanks, Sirius, uh, for having me on the show. No doubt, no doubt. Anthony, man, go ahead and give us a plug and a close out to shut it down, man. Thanks for popping in this evening. Hey, thank you guys. It's been a few weeks. So I haven't been around, but missed you, and I'm glad to be back. And, uh, hey, it's going to be a fun 2022. We're going to have a lot to talk about. I can't wait to keep talking about it, which is um, tell me when that live show is going to be at. I'll try to be there. <laughs> um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Split. We can go together. Tell That's right. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I even got my name ready. I mean, we, we, we can't have a, a villain – a serious and an Anthony. I gotta have a name too, and I got my name ready. You guys want to hear it? So. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, 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 what's your name, man? What's your name? Are, are you are you gonna make the debut that on the live show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I was thinking something like, uh, you know, the key ingredient or just the key for short. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we do something like that. Thinking about you know, well, it. Like it. We'll have, we'll like it. We'll, we'll, we'll have a we'll, we'll have a sports TV meeting and see if that that gets approved. You know the big homie Thomas, man. He, 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 he's something, man. He's something, man. With that being said, man, definitely like my man Dylan said, get to the website, the blog. You got everything popping. Um, again, welcome to 2022, man. Uh, what happened in 2021 doesn't define you. Um, it just gives you a sharper edge to make you better, man. Use whatever lessons you learned in 2021 and become better in 2022. With that being said, I will say this, Amen. man. Shout out to the shout out to the homie Mike Tomlin, man. 15 years at the job, never had a losing season. That's with backup quarterbacks, COVID, whatever the case may be. This man just he just gets it done. Um, so with that being said, as we always say here, and shout out to Tom Coughlin because we never appreciated how good he is until we've seen the carousel of ridiculously bad head coaches since him. So shout out to Tom Coughlin. <laughs> with that being said, man, tell a friend to tell a friend it's yourself again, and if they don't know, villain, nah, they know, man. Y'all be good. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.